Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. That's right, you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. An irreverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Hangover. Dustin. Steven. I am sick. Very, very sick. I've been living in a perpetual state of sickness for about a month now because the weather here in the great state of Indiana uh, can't make up its damn mind if it's going to be warm or cold or freezing. So you're blaming your sickness on the weather? It's about all I have. Why are you blaming Trump? No, no, I'm blaming uh, my son's birthday party we had at a bounce house place. And yeah. every time. That was a fun party, by the way. Uh, that was a great, great party. You were there? This is really creepy. Uh, <laughs> it's a yeah. kid's only party. There are no adults oh. there. Gotcha. All right. Wow. Whoops. This is so creepy, mm. Dustin. <laughs> yep. Uh, I was the guy in the bear costume. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense then. Why that guy okay. in the bear costume kept like trying to mime to me that we should go get drunk in the back. Yep. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. Man, I missed out on some good drinking with the stuffed bear. I was already drunk, so. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Um, what are you doing up in Fort Wayne? Oh, the great state of Fort Wayne. We are getting ready to photograph an event this evening, uh, a Valentine's event uh, for our uh, Valentine's week that has passed. <laughs> It's already, it's it's come and it's gone. We, we missed our Valentine's Day special, Dustin. So we are calling this the Valentine's Post Special, or no, Post Valentine's Special? The Galentine's Special? Yeah, no, that's a different thing. Uh, You can't say Galentine's. No, you're, Gaientine's maybe? I I don't don't know what you would do. Photogentine's? Photogentine's? Sounds a little German. Yeah. Hello, welcome to Photogentine's. No, does that work? Yeah, that works great. Okay, cool. Welcome to the Photogentine's special. Now, Dustin and I were working on a Valentine's Day thing, but um, the family issues that caused us to miss last Sunday, coupled with us both getting sick, have kind of uh, disrupted our planning and programming quite a bit. So we did not but, end up doing that, no. But... Regardless of all of the crises that happen in Stephen and I's lives, the ailments that become us, we still get that sweet, sweet content to your earlobes one way or another. Oh, that's right. Talking to you, Evan Dawson. So moving onward, moving (laughs) upward. uh, Dustin, do we have any follow up this week? Uh, Not really. Um... Not that that I know of. Is there anything, Stephen, that you wanted to follow up on? Uh, no, just we got some uh, good feedback from listener Cody Wiseman. He said that uh, he really loved the things I was doing editing-wise with the podcast. So, yeah, yeah I think we should move onward and move upward from that. Uh, Dustin, what are you drinking today? Uh, being that I'm getting ready to go photograph an event, Stephen, unfortunately, I'm not drinking the teat of the witch like you. I am drinking uh, a good old-fashioned Starbuckian uh, coffee. Mm, coffee Steve. W- what you got there? Some dirty chai? It's just a latte. Oh, a latte? No, just a latte. That's too much dairy, Dustin. Coconut milk, buddy. Coconut oh, milk. Oh, that's better, I guess. I'm, I'm just on some decaffeinated green tea because I'm sick and I don't want to push my luck. 
Plus, I'm chock-a-block full of DayQuil right now, so I don't think DayQuil and alcohol mix really well together. They do. I think that's like liver shutdown time. No, it's fine. I got some ibuprofen, too, in me. Your liver, Stephen, from last time I checked it, is one of the strongest livers I've ever livered. It's because I exercise it all the time. Yep. Got to give it a good workout. I picture if your liver could speak, it would be like, why, Stephen? Why? I'm the liver of a 90-year-old man. Why are you doing this to me? Moving onward, moving upward, Dustin. Stephen. Let's push on into our topics for the week. Themed weddings. Where did you find these little nuggets? Because... At first, at happen glance, if you will, I saw these and I was like, you know, if a bride said, hey, I'm going to do something like this, I would be like, oh my God, are you kidding me? But after looking through the photos uh, in the article, I was like, I would freaking love, especially the first one and the second one. You love the Cracker Barrel couple or the yeah, Aquaman and Mara wedding? Well, I love Aquaman in general so anything aquaman related would be right up my alley well, why do you um, love aquaman aquaman's uh, like the worst it's like unless you are in the ocean he cannot help that's why he's the best yeah how, how much time do you spend on the ocean just, just just imagine all the superheroes in a room mm-hmm. okay you're with me and like spider-man batman superman they're all like oh my gosh a burning building we gotta get the and aquaman's like oh man I would totes come help you guys, but water's more my specialty. Can't really help out with that too much. Uh, water would be very helpful so, if something was on fire, Dustin. Water water would be uh, very helpful. It's not like he can shoot water out of his hands, Steven. Man, yeah, I guess I guess he really does suck, doesn't he? He's not he's not aqua he's not aqua fire hydrant man. He's more of just like Superman in water. So he gets to be kind of what I like to call the lazy superhero. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why he lives in Chicago. (laughs) Nowhere's near the ocean. Just in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. But anyways, the the articles that Stephen uh, shared with me were about themed weddings. And we were curious if any of you guys out there have ever done any. Stephen, have you done any themed weddings? Regretfully, no, Dustin. Regretfully, no. I think I've shared on here before that we had a Halloween wedding, like a wedding on Mm -hmm. Halloween day. And we were super pumped, thinking it would be like a costume theme sort of thing. And nothing, nothing of the sort. Yeah, I, I think we've done a masquerade-themed reception before, um, and I believe we've also had a Harry Potter slightly-themed reception. There was an element of Harry Potter to it, but it, if people don't participate, it really doesn't feel like there's any theme involved. Mm-hmm. But the the links Steve sent were a wedding that the couple met working at Cracker Barrel. And uh, for the listeners out there that aren't familiar with Cracker Barrel, it is this delectably delicious breakfast, lunch, wholesome, you know, your grandma's kitchen kind of place. They're typically found at highway rest stop type areas. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, as you can tell, we ate it a lot growing up. (laughs) <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but um, the couple met there, and so they did their wedding photos there. And uh, at first, I was like, oh, this is going to be tacky. But then I was like, oh, it'd be kind of fun, assuming they got wedding photos elsewhere as well. But yeah, I thought they turned the photos turned out really cool. Steve, I'm sure we'll share a link in the show notes. Definitely put a link in the show notes. Uh, I've been noticing a trend. There was a wedding last year where they did uh, photos at Walmart because they the couple met while working at Walmart. And, and you're been, thinking of the Target ones. Oh, is that what it was? Target. Target. Yeah, because the she wore like a red dress and he had like uh, a red sweater on. And yes, no, I'm specifically thinking of uh, somebody in our group added photos where they went to a Walmart to do a shot because that's where the couple met. Oh, because there was a Target engagement session that went like super viral. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I love this idea of incorporating in like the place where the people met or something important to them into the wedding day shots. If it's possible, yeah. I mean, you know, you're not going to fly to a different city just to get some shots on a wedding day, you know, that'd be crazy. But you could, you could. Yeah. If you have a private anything's, jet. Anything's possible. Or a helicopter. Yeah. Or Ooh, helicopter. Yeah. Hello, Choppa. Or one of those drone cars that Casey Neistat was flying around in. Yeah. 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 Huh? They're new. I've not seen this. It was like last year. It's it's not that new. It's uh, the first like manned drone and it's like a car sized drone. So you hop in it and fly it from inside. Crazy. Looking at this link you just sent me about doing miniaturized couples photography. Wait, wait, wait. I want to back this up though. Aqu- Aquaman and Mira though. Is that cool? Because I feel like the, hey, let's do something important to us, like where we met, is really cool. What do you feel about people being like, we both like comic books, let's comic book it up? This is how I I feel about that, Steve. It's kind of like they're saying, hey, Steve, you're into weird stuff, we're into weird stuff. We really just, on the day of our wedding, you know, it's important to us to be us. We want to let our freak flag fly you down with that mm, i'm down with that boom there's your answer you know that they wanted to be themselves you know do i think that later on down the road they're going to look back at their wedding photos and think mm, what were we thinking possibly but as a photographer as a creative i would enjoy shooting it and capturing it Mm-hmm. Maybe five years down the road, I might reach out to them and see if they want to do an anniversary session. Where they where, are dressed in clothes that aren't from a comic book? Is that what you're going to say? Where they're not wearing a, a mermaid tail? Yeah, absolutely. Wow, judgy, judgy, Dustin, jeez. Ju- it's all about the upsell, my friend. <laughs> all about the upsell. Is this a common tactic that you use when you approach your brides and grooms? Hey, look. We did those photos and you made some very questionable choices with your outfit. <laughs> I was just wondering if you want to update those. It's been five years. Uh, now maybe get some cool clothes this time and we'll go cool clothes instead cool of clothes. questionable outfit choices. We call it the cool clothes session. Yeah. Trademark, trademark. CCS. Trademark, CCS. trademark. <laughs> wedding photo hangover trademark. There you go. You can't steal that. Nobody out there. Cool clothes session. That belongs to us now. There you go. <laughs> All right. So you're saying you wouldn't do an Aquaman themed wedding? I'd do whatever anyone would pay me for. But that's the, how I feel. The Aquaman wedding was uh, they link in it to like a hipster Ariel marries Eric in a fantasy beach wedding sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like looking at these photos, and I'm like, I I really just hope these people like that's what they really wanted, and that 
that it made them happy and they weren't doing it to try to go viral or something because you know if you were doing it to try to go viral and it's like the rest of your life your wedding photos you're going to have like this giant red wig on to look like Ariel or maybe it's dyed red hair but it looks like a wig like mm. Mm. like I, I don't know that I'd want to like tie tie anything in my life that closely with pop culture you know right that stuff doesn't always age well and I want my I want my wedding to be timeless classic precisely yeah you're you're a timeless kind of guy <laughs> isn't that the truth and that's what I think of when I look at your wedding photos. Oh, you've seen my wedding Timeless. photos? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, I've seen them before I met you. This is really weird. Why are you being so creepy today? <laughs> is this what happens when we record in the daytime? You just get super creepy? Yeah, that's what happens when I don't drink. Cool beans, cool beans. So, moving on, we're moving upward. Dustin, you wanted to talk about the miniatures photos. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of, I believe it was you who shared an article a while back about a photographer who, didn't he like make their heads like super big or their Opposite. facial features, op- made their bodies super big. Nope. made their, their heads super small. Heads super small. I was getting there. <laughs> I was getting there. Yeah, eventually one of these days you'd get there. Yep. That's what she <laughs> said. Beetlejuiced them. Um, but... Yeah, so it kind of reminded me of this, you know, you found a trend there, and that trend has now evolved, or unevolved, depending on how you look at it, to small people. I think it would be devolved, not unevolved. Devolved? Uh, It's miniatures, Dustin, miniatures, I think is what you're looking at there. Is that the politically correct term for these type of people? For for when you take normal-sized people and make them look like the size of action figures? Yeah, yeah. How do we know these were once normal-sized people? If you scroll down in the article at the end, he shows how he did all the shots. Oh, I don't read. It's okay. It's all pictures. He doesn't doesn't explain anything. He just has photos of, like, where he captured the bride and groom, then where he captured the the setting, and then what the combined photo looks like once he photoshopped it together. Gotcha. So is this what you and Jen are thinking about incorporating into your packages? Oh, hell no. Look at how much work that is. You have to go and shoot these people and then shoot the area and then Photoshop that all together. Oh, no, that's a lot of work, Dustin. Why would I ever do that? Because you love your couples and you love your creativity. I am, you know, doesn't, I will do anything somebody pays me money to do. But I'm not a really big fan of themed weddings. I'm not a really big fan of uh, gimmicky little things like the miniatures. Come at me. Okay. This this miniature thing, though, I felt like was good enough. Most of the time when you see miniatures, it's like, I made the bride real small using forced perspective, so it looks like she's a tiny little figurine in the groom's hand, and I hate that. But this, this one stood out to me as something different and special, because the guy was, like, photoshopping the people into these situations where... It, it looked like something out of like Toy Story or something like that. And I thought it was I mean, uh, very interesting. I feel like he's doing it well. Yes, he's doing it very well. And so it stood out to me as not being like forced perspective. But Especially if you, considering the the picture, like when you do scroll down, you see like the pictures he's using. Yep. He's doing a tremendous amount of like dodging and burning so that the 
people look like they're somewhat in the scene. Yeah. And I mean, if you scroll back through, he shows like some of the earlier, like some of them are clearly earlier in the process when he wasn't as good and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he's gotten a lot better. But the thing that I loved about it was the, the, the way he planned things out, like the pre-planning he was doing for stuff. And you can see like real, real time was spent thinking up of what we want these poses to be, how we want them to look and stuff like that. Yeah, if you keep scrolling, some of these are not as good. Yep. Told you, Dustin. Everybody starts somewhere. All right, moving onward, (laughs) moving upward. (laughs) Dustin, let's get into my least favorite thing in the world. Oh, oh, yo, oh. Are we talking about your love for me? We're talking about gear talk, Dustin. Gear talk. So without further ado, let's cross over into the drone zone. Dustin, DJI put out some new firmware updates that include new no-fly zones around airports, specifically after Mm. the Gatwick disruption. Yeah, I figured they would. So they've created new geofencing rules to keep drones away from airports after uh, the guy flew the drone around the airport, clearly disrupting planes and keeping them from being able to land or take off. Uh, The FAA also released a statement this week uh, stating you have to have your FAA certificate number on your drone front and back at a certain font size, I believe, so that they can clearly make it out, which scares the shit out of me. Yeah, why is that? I don't want them knowing who I am. (laughs) In case I fly too close to somewhere I'm not supposed to be. <laughs> it's like a license plate for your drone. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> I think every drone should have a license plate. So did uh, DJI um, expand the geofence from airports or did they just do a better job of it? They created like um, a I bow, read through the article. They created like a bow tie pattern, like a 3D bow tie pattern so that... The area where you can fly the drone near an airport has been shrunken down in size uh, as far as like, like it's wider, like it's taller where the planes start their descent towards the airport so that, you know, you don't fly up and hit a plane that's descending when it's, you know, still technically not close enough to the airport to, you know, in the past be in the no fly zone area or whatever. Right. So it's a, it's, it's a good rule because you don't want planes hitting drones, busting in their nose cones and stuff. Busting in their nose cone drone zone. Welcome here. Keep going, bud. Keep going. I love it. I love this song. Just saying. Yeah. Sometimes inspiration hits when we're in the drone zone. You just gotta go with it. Mm Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you don't fly your drones. This doesn't really no impact, impact on you me at all. Yeah, last time I flew my drone, I was in a different country. So, no rules, right? Because, yeah, these Outlaw. rules only apply to this country. Oh, the geofencing applies to all countries and airports. Gotcha. All right. Sounds good. Sounds very good. Dustin, your See favorite, you, Nikon mirrorless 
they uh they got that new eye autofocus now yeah firmware update so existing cameras will be getting this new eye autofocus including the uh, d850 I don't have either, any of those, so... I thought you had, like, two D850s, no? No, nope, 750s. You didn't upgrade? Why you got those paperweights no. sticking around? Because these paperweights have been good enough for brides for years, and it's not like a switch gets flipped, and they're like, uh, uh we're not booking you to shoot our wedding anymore because you're using antiquated equipment. Antidated? Antiquated? I'm going to cut this out of the episode and then just paste it in anytime that you say to me that uh, <laughs> I have a paperweight. Anytime I don't upgrade to whatever the newest thing is. This is this is like magic for me. I've never teased you about I've never teased you about upgrading your equipment. Mm, yeah, I've teased you about not shooting Sony. Mm, no, I believe it was when the Mavic Pro came out and I, or when I bought my Mavic Pro and then like two months later they announced the mavic air which is not a good drone i'm just saying mavic air yeah i've never flown it so i don't know it's the one where they got rid of the uh rca antennas or whatever so it only had like wi-fi so you can't fly it nearly as far away and stuff like that but it's smaller and lighter mm, gotcha now i've been uh been pretty happy with my drone so the mavic pro 2 and i've been pretty happy with my neat my nikon camera yeah but you didn't get that uh, eye autofocus update. I prefer to focus on their mouth. I'm all about that clean teeth photography, trying to get on that gram, you know what I mean? But now that Nikon has mirrorless cameras. Do they? They do. Okay. And their mirrorless cameras have eye autofocus, which was one of the big reasons you gave me for why you like Sony so much. Mm-hmm. Are you just going to sell those Sonys and double down on Nikon? Uh, probably not because the reason we went into the Sony system was for video. And as far as I know, the Nikon system is still lacking in the video arena. As far as their mirrorless stuff goes, the D850 is really great at video from what I understand and the videos I've seen. Um, but the mirrorless stuff, not so much. Mm -hmm. So... Sort of similar with the the Canon. They're really putting the mirrorless stuff out there more for the photography side, whereas Sony still seems to be the clear winner as far as being able to really achieve great results for video and photo. And for someone like myself who does both, it just seems to make the most sense. New on that front, Fujifilm released a new camera that shoots 4K video, and it only costs $899, and they released well, that on the same day. It's not a full-frame sensor. That is correct. It's not. They released that, though, on the same day that Canon released the EOS RP, a full-frame camera, which also shoots 4K, and only costs $1,299. Yeah, tell me about this Canon, because I've been seeing this blowing up my Facebook. I really don't care about this Fuji at all. Um, so tell me a little bit about this Canon, because I haven't had a chance to research it at all. You know, it uh, doesn't. It looks like a camera. It looks like a, a full-frame camera. I was worried they were going to get away from the look-like-a-camera mm -hmm. aspect of their business model. Yeah. Whew, that that would have <laughs> worried me a little bit. Uh, it shoots 4K, but it has the same crop factor as the EOS R, which means it's a 1.85 crop factor on their sensor. So you're really not mm -hmm. getting the anywhere near the full frame abilities when you're shooting video at 4K. So okay. it has the same stumbling block that the Canon EOS R had. But all cameras shoot considerably cropped on the sensor when you're shooting video. So 
it's not that big of a deal, but it is kind of a big deal because the crop there is more significant than the like Sony's, Nikon's, and Fuji films. As far as lenses go, is it using the the kind of the lineup of Canon's mirrorless stuff? Yeah, it's using already? the new okay. EOS R, the RF uh, lenses. Gotcha. So riddle me this: uh, What is this camera? Is this camera trying to go after like your Canon like Rebel type users? Is this trying to go after? video shooters what is this camera's target market um i would say target market for this would probably be people who in the past would have got the 6d okay so somewhere kind of in between like you're not ready for that 5d mark 4 uh you want to graduate from the you know xti or whatever like their canon's entry level stuff is and you want something sort of in the middle Living in the middle. Uh, I, I would say most of the people I know who have 6Ds are shooting video only. Very few people oh, really? that I know who own the 6D are shooting photos. So I, I would say that uh, this camera would be mostly for people who are shooting video. I think that's why it's so important. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because it hits that same low price range that your 6D hits. And it doesn't have two card slots. So... <laughs> Because who needs two card slots? I mean, let's be honest. Just wedding photographers, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Wedding videographers yeah. don't, but apparently wedding photographers do. Yeah, but uh, the Canon okay. camera has a flip-out screen, you know? So mm -hmm. it's like a, it's like everything that a videographer would want. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to get one? I really want to uh, oh. for video stuff. Because we have more video stuff booked for this year, and it would be awesome to have a mirrorless camera that was just dedicated to just that. And I really don't like the way Sony and Nikon and Fujifilm look for video. Uh, out of all of them, Sony is by far the best, but its color reproduction just isn't nearly as good as Canon's. I just find myself having to do a lot more work with the Sony stuff. And by I find myself, I mean I find myself asking Jen to do a lot more work for me. <laughs> Mm, yeah. she, she has a much better eye than i do when it comes to color corrections and stuff so she typically when i get done editing a video she'll go back through and do all the color corrections for me so i don't have to worry about it gotcha makes sense so you are you are buying this no i'm not buying this right now dustin i'm not running out to the store i want to wait give it a little time see what the real reviews are from people who are really using this at weddings see if it's actually worth it Mm. Could be the gateway, though, for you and Jen to move into the Canon mirrorless system. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So We shall see. I'm, I'm excited with all this mirrorless stuff kind of coming down the pipeline that what happens. It does make me be very cautious about making the full jump over to Sony just because I'm like, man, if Canon came out, of the, out the gate with some video photo monstrosity, there's supposed to be a mirrorless 1DX Mark III type thing. In, in the works, that could be a very tempting thing because I love the Canon 1DX series. Oh, that's because you like buying more and more and more crap. Not this year. We are not buying anything this year, Stephen. <laughs> that's why I'm convincing everyone else to buy things. Dustin, moving onward, moving upward, do you want to do some Q&A? Q&A me, Stephen. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve... Stephen Pike from our very own Facebook Captain, group, Captain, Captain Pike. Pike, says, Do any of you use a digital system for contract signatures? I shoot UK-wide and occasionally Uck. don't meet UK-wide. 
and occasionally don't meet clients until nearer to the wedding date itself because they are based a significant distance away from me. I could send them a stamped address envelope to return a signed contract, but that seems a bit old fashioned. That is a bit old fashioned, Steve. Uh, I would say you don't want to send an envelope to them when you could simply ring them up on the telegram. Or the fax. I find the fax to be a more mm. efficient way. Yeah, but I like the telegram because it requires knowledge of Morse code. True. Mm. So you, uh, you would have to give them a pin and then they go to their local telegrapher, telegrapher. Yeah. And they would uh, give you that code back and that would authorize a signed contract agreement. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be great. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I realized, though, on a serious note the other day? My daughter was at my uh, grandmother's house and her phone rang. And it's like one of those, like, you know, actual phones, like on the wall. Yeah. With, you know, a cord that goes from the phone to the wall. Mm -hmm. And my grandmother answered it and my daughter did not know what it was. Like, she knew it was a phone, but did not understand why it was on the wall. Like, I realized, like, our children, Stephen, will grow up in a generation that do not know what non-cell phones, like, it just blows my mind. Sorry, I digress. Dustin makes observations that most people have made 10 years ago. Great. I love this. Yeah. I'm a little slow to the party. <laughs> oh, but anyways, Captain Pike, to your question is the fact that this is something Stephen uh, would clearly make fun of me for if I was to do this, being that he still ridicules me for sending out flash drives in the mail post-wedding. Um, so in order to avoid Stephen Van Elk's ridicule, we have moved over to a system called HoneyBook to handle all of our client relationship management needs, such as contracts. Stephen and I are actually in works with HoneyBook to be able to provide you with some sort of a uh, discount code. Um, if you're interested, go ahead and shoot us a DM and uh, we will get that over to you. Uh, but it's it's a really great system. It works really well for me. It helps me keep everything organized in my, you know, emails. And then I also have like an awesome iPhone app where I can kind of go through and quickly look up clients' information because I'm constantly forgetting things. So are you done plugging somebody who's not sponsoring the podcast yet or? <laughs> We're in negotiations, Steve. Uh, Jen and I use a contract program client management software called Pixify that we manage all of our client stuff with. And we send contracts over through Pixify for them to sign. Pixify did not used to have contract signing stuff. So we used to have to use a different company for that. But then one of their upgrades like a year or two ago, they added it in and we ditched that other company. I don't even remember what it was called. We use a separate company, Mr. Captain Pike, for our video side of things called agree.com. Uh, if you're looking for a service that specifically only deals with contracts, mm -hmm. um, it's a little cheaper than other services that are, have a more full feature set. Um, but for, yeah, for our video side, I really just needed something that only did contracts, allowed them to sign it. I get paid, everything, you know, goes smoothly. And so that's like, I think 99 bucks a year, something like that for that service. And then they take a small cut of the payment processing. 
and these are all great recommendations for people who live in USA. But uh, I'm sure all of these are nation global. Global? Wide. You think so? <laughs> yeah. What is it? Uh, what's the one that people always talk about in other countries? Studio Ninja. I don't know a single person in the United States of America who uses Studio Ninja. Yeah. You okay over there? Because uh, we're we're smarter. Well, I've got children screaming in the background. Me too. Oh, the glories of recording during the daytime mm-hmm. on a non-school day. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Moving onward, moving upward. Mr. Evan Dawson from our very own Facebook group and our Golden Platinum member asked the question, can you really call 160 photos a sneak peek? What is the maximum number of photos that you put in a sneak peek? Ask Mr. Global member Evan Dawson. Evan, that is a great question. I would say maximum number of photos that you can put into a sneak peek is actually 0.5. Anything over 0.5 photos, you're technically just sending them a photo then. You're no longer sending them a sneak peek. So what Jen and I like to do for our sneak peeks is we edit the photos and then... uh, First, we print the photo out, then we take a toilet paper roll, stick it over our lens, and then just shoot a photo of the photo that we printed out, and that's what we send to them as a sneak peek. So they just get a little glimpse into what the photos will be like. Well, I noticed you do this thing on Instagram stories, Stephen, where you you share a photo, but then you like hide a part of the photo in the Instagram story. (laughs) Like you white it out like a ghost or something, and you say, hey, you got to go to my my gram, you got to go to my feed to see this full photo, this is a this is just a sneak <sighs> peek. Yeah, sneak peek in it. So that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Just been, you know, hiding things in my photos and then making people, because they're so interested in what's behind that white stuff. Yeah. Or yellow stuff or brown stuff or any color stuff. Yeah. That you should use. Yeah, just some red splatters on the uh, picture. And I just say, uh, look behind it if you want to see who got injured. Yep. There you Works go. Works every time. Brings everybody to the photo. Yeah. In a big way. In the best way. Dustin, how many photos do you do in a sneak peek? Is it more than 0.5? Because you're wrong then. Uh, it's just one. And it's typically a photo of us with the bride and groom. That is our sneak peek. And I can't tell you how many couples will crop Corinne and I out of the photo. <laughs> Uh, so they can have a, a timeline photo, or I mean, not a timeline photo, profile. a profile picture. Yeah. So I'll see like my arm around and like Corinne's hand and it's like, well, I guess we weren't loved enough to make it into the profile picture. Those profile pictures have to be square, Dustin. They can't fit everybody in. You're shooting rectangular photos. I know. Yep. So, but yeah, that's the only photo that I post, uh, immediately following the wedding. Um, everything else they have to wait for. So yeah. Jen and I usually in all seriousness try to get like one photo out to the couple as a sneak peek. Sometimes. So it's not really a sneak peek, it's more of a peek of a sneak. Yeah. Uh so we give them a peek of sneak and that's a that's, sneaky peek. Sounds, move there. Wow. Wow, this is this is getting real fast into the dirty zone. Welcome to the dirty zone. It's kind of like the drone zone. What Jen and I like to do is uh, if our couples really want to see a photo, what we do is we just mm-hmm. uh, we grab a golden snitch out, we print a photo off, we tape it to the golden snitch, and we uh, let it free around their house. They got to jump yep. on their broomsticks and they got to chase it down if they really want to get a good look at it. Makes sense. Yeah. 
So uh, we we want our couples to be hungry for that sneak peek. And if they're not hungry right. enough for it, they don't deserve it and they don't get it. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. But Dustin, wait. Moving onward, moving upward. Um, but now moving backward, 160 photos. That's way too much. All joking aside, that is way too many photos. Yes. Like, I agree. A sneak peek tops, tops should be 10 photos. 160 photos, that's basically like I sent them the highlights from the entire day. Well, and that's probably, in all honesty, that's probably what that photographer did, right? Yeah, but I then mean, they just I'm, use words. Like, words don't have any f***ing meaning anymore. Where I live, words mean nothing to me, Stephen. Yeah, that's very clear. <laughs> Every time we record an episode of this podcast, you make it very clear that words mean nothing to you. I make the meaning of my own words. <laughs> that is also clear. Your daughter loved that. Yeah. She's cracking up. Do the voice some more. I want to see if we can get some more Charlie laughter on this track. No, I'm I'm okay. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with Dustin and Steve. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter at Hangover. Dustin is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. McKibben. And Stephen is at Stephen Van Elk. If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. We pull a lot of our questions from there. So if you got questions you want answered with varying degrees of usefulness on this podcast, <laughs> uh, jump into the Facebook group and, uh, you know, get those questions answered and there will be people in the actual group who will give you real answers that'll be helpful too are we talking about the main facebook group or are we talking about the super secret one the only one that exists the super secret one dustin okay moving onward sure. moving upward if you really want to warm our hearts head on over to anchor.fm slash wedding photo hangover and you can sign up to support us for as little as 99 cents a month it's extremely helpful to us and to the making of this podcast thanks for listening and we'll see you next time your head is pounding your limbs feel like dead weight and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right next Sunday after you shoot another, another wedding. wedding. Dun, dun, dun. Dustin, real quick before you sign off, you want to tell me a little bit about this Valentine's Day thing you're shooting? Uh, it's a surprise 30th birthday for someone. That sounds lovely, Dustin. Whose birthday is on Valentine's Day, from what I understand. And so they hired us to photograph the party so we have to get there before the guest of honor and yeah nice yeah i'm we'll probably be drinking since it's not a wedding it's a birthday party whoa whoa, whoa. you drink while you work now yeah yeah why not it's at like one of the best martini bars in fort wayne you know what? i want to put out a call to all of our listeners if you are somebody who does drink at a wedding Jump into the Facebook group and post a photo of you drinking at a wedding. I would love to see that. Yeah, that, me too. Nobody's going to do that. Everybody's going to be like, nah, if I do that, it'll get I'll out there. I'll post a photo of me drinking at a wedding. <laughs> I'll post a photo of me drinking tonight, Stephen. Do it. Okay, I will. All right. <laughs> well, that's an awkward place to end this awkward episode. <laughs> yeah. It's a short one. All right. Thanks for joining us. What are you doing tonight, man? Saturday night. Jen and I are not both at a wedding. sick and... So you called in sick to your wedding? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Jen, Jen kind of shared some stuff on Facebook, but her grandpa passed away this last week. That's That was the family issue that caused us to be late last week with the edit because he was sick in the hospital and uh, he was 
was in the hospital for about a week before he finally passed. And it was just uh, really, really stressful for Jen and for me and for her family. And uh, yeah, we're, we're really not doing anything. We're, we're real, real bummed out. Um, he's really aw an awesome guy. He was a paratrooper. He was signed by the Cleveland Reds to, or Cincinnati Reds. I don't know. The Reds. Cincinnati, Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. Cincinnati Reds. Uh, yep. Yeah. So he was signed by them to play like pro baseball. I don't know if he ever actually ended up playing or not. He, the war might have kept him from playing. Like he might have had to go to the war instead of playing or something like that. So he's he's an yeah. older guy. Um, so he he was just a really cool guy. When Ian was born, we were moving from one house to another, but we had like a gap between the two places. And uh, he was in Florida at the time. Was like, why don't you guys just live in my house? And you know, you guys can have Ian there. And uh, it was just you know, it it really sucks. Yeah. So. It's been a rough week. Yep. I can... I don't want to imagine. Don't want to imagine. He, uh... We, he only had one leg. And when Ian was, like, three or four years old, Jen was talking to him about his grandpa, his great-grandpa Jack, and he didn't know who he was. And then finally he just looks at Jen and goes, Oh, you mean my old one-legged grandpa? <laughs> <laughs> My pirate grandpa. Yeah, and her, her uh, Jen's grandpa thought that was really funny. Yeah, this is really funny. I love Ian, though. He's the best. <laughs> I can't wait till... I, my kid, Charlie's just starting to get to that age where it's like you get that sort of young, fresh outlook on the world. Nora so. just looked at me right before we started recording and said, Daddy, Daddy, I'm pretty. I want time to cry with a basic dog. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get her to that dog man yeah basic dog basic dog yeah all right i gotta go get fancy looking for this event all right see you later bye bye bud moving onward moving upward moving onward moving upward Moving onward. Moving upward. Moving onward. Moving upward. Moving onward. Moving upward. Moving onward. Moving upward. You did this to all of us, Cody. You did this to all of us. Moving onward. Moving upward. Everything was fine. Moving onward. Moving upward. Everything was fine. Everything was fine. But you had to ruin it. Moving onward. Moving onward. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!